about gospel according to Matthew tonight, chapter number 11. Matthew chapter 11. And uh, a little helpful here to me and uh, hopefully be helpful to you. I'm thankful for the word of God. It's always perfect, isn't it? And uh, Miss Janet, I'm just curious how many was on the buses tonight? 31? That's great. It's a great group. And uh, it's a great group. Matthew chapter number 11. Uh, we'll begin reading. Let's just read with verse number 2. We'll just read a few verses here. And I want to bring a thought. When things go wrong. When things go wrong. Look at verse 2. Now when John. Now we know we're talking about John the Baptist here. Now when John had heard in the prison. The works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John. Now, then he just starts telling the folks that were there listening. Because uh, maybe if they didn't know who he was talking about here, they might think this was some kind of a weak Christian. But he was speaking of John the Baptist, and so then... The Lord Jesus starts to talk about the kind of man John John the Baptist was. In verse 7, he says, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind. But what went you out to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what went you out for to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Look at verse 11 now, don't miss this. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ said about this man. And so I think we can pull out some things here in this passage of scripture tonight that I hope that will be helpful. helpful. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. And Lord, we are thankful for your word. It is perfect. We are not. And so, Lord, we're asking you to take your word, perfect, and help imperfect people. We'll thank you for what you do. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You know it's a blessing to be a Christian. How many of y'all are glad to be a Christian? And, uh, but I want you to know something. This world is under a curse. Things go wrong. Plans fail. People fail. We are going to fail. The outcome of our goals sometimes isn't what we had hoped for. We have to deal with all of these things in life. Tragedy strikes. Trauma takes place. Look, death takes its toll. I mean, look, it's a pain is a part of everyday life. It's just the kind of life we live. Why? Because this earth, this world has been cursed. It's under the sin of the curse, sin, the curse of sin. So we th- we think of this, uh, but we know that we can still have joy in trials. We know that we we know the Bible teaches that even though. Bad things happen. All things can work together for good for God. And and we know that. Sometimes we don't see it, though. (laughs) Sometimes our faith wanes. 
Would y'all agree? And we wonder where God is. And what are you doing, Lord? And why did this have to happen? And I'm going to tell you something right now. That's what John did. It's exactly what John the Baptist did here. John the Baptist, the Bible said he was the greatest man born of woman. He was a great preacher. He was bold and courageous. He challenged the morals of the king. And that's why he's here in prison. And I want you to know something. This is the end of the road for John the Baptist. He doesn't get out of prison. This is his final days. There's not going to be an earthquake that's going to take place and free him like God freed Paul and Silas. An earthquake's not going to get rid, not going to free him. Look, uh, the angels are not going to open up the prison doors. Look, he is going to be beheaded here. This is the end of the road for John the Baptist, and here's what he said, and y'all stay with me. He lived his whole entire life for God. He lived his whole life for the Lord. His whole life, he was interested in the will of God for his life. He was faithful, he stayed after it, he went after it, and he tried to be true his whole life that he ministered for the Lord. By the way, he was the very one that said, that, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world, and he baptized Jesus. You wouldn't think that by reading this. Why do you think the Lord Jesus Christ had to give a little bit of description about John the Baptist? I'm going to tell you why. The people that were standing there heard this man come doubting the Lord and his faith was low and he didn't act like John the Baptist. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ had to let everybody there know that he was human. Why do you thank the Lord? Because look, John the Baptist didn't brag on himself. This was the Lord Jesus again emphasizing to this group of people, wait a minute now, I don't know what you think about John the Baptist, but I want you to know something. I know you just heard him in a weak moment, and I know he's doubting whether I'm the, I'm the real Lord Jesus. He's doubting whether I'm the Messiah or not. But he says, I know why he's doubting, but he said, I just want to make sure in case y'all are doubting the kind of man he is, I'm going to tell you what kind of man he is. Then he ends in verse 11. He says to these people, I want you to know right now, this is a man that are, that's born of woman. There hath not risen a greater than him. Now, I don't know about y'all, but how many of you men would like the Lord Jesus Christ to say that about you? It'd be something, wouldn't it? So Jesus Christ very clearly tells us what kind of a man he is here. But look, I want you to know something. I, be, I believe John's life is an example for many of us who follow in his footsteps. I want to give you two things you're going to find right in the text tonight. Right in the text, number one, John's concern. What was John's concern? Well, we find it in verse 2 and 3. Now, when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples, and he said unto them, Are thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Now, church, just stay with me here just a minute. Don't miss this here, folks. What is going on with John the Baptist that he's asking that kind of a question? I'm going to tell you why. Let me tell you what. You know what it is? He's doubting. He's struggling. Why? He sends his disciples with a message. He said, look, I want you to go to Jesus Christ. I want you to find him. And he said, I want you to ask him, is he really the one that we should be looking for? Or is he, is he the Messiah? Or should we look elsewhere? Now, that's quite interesting because here's what's very, very clear here. He has some concerns. And here's the concerns. He's having doubts. 
He's really doubting that Jesus Christ is claiming who he is, that he is actually who he is that he's claimed to be. This is John the Baptist. He's the one that baptized him. Can I ask you all a question tonight? Was there ever a time in John's ministry when he knew for a fact that Jesus Christ was the Messiah? Certainly. Certainly. He was the very one that said, Behold the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world. And then he baptized him. John wasn't a liar. John didn't change. But something happened in John's life. And we know what it is in the text. It tells us in the text. Will you read verse 2 again? Now when John had heard in the what? Prison. See, here's what's amazing to me. Listen, you know why he's doubting now? You know why he's struggling now? He's the same man that stood on the banks of the Jordan River and said, Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. It's still the same John the Baptist, but looking at his life right now doesn't seem like it. You know why? Because he's in a prison and he's struggling. He's human. Right? And Jesus knew it. And we know Jesus knows it by the way he responded to it. And we're going to look at that in a little bit. This is powerful. This has been very helpful. I want you to notice, why is he down? I'm going to tell you why. Because he's in prisons. He is in a time that is tough. There's things going on in his life. He used to be in better, he's used to being in better circumstances. He's in a valley. He's in a place where there's no mountains in sight. Doesn't mean that mountains aren't there. Doesn't mean that there's no hope. But he's there in a place, in a prison, that he thinks there's no hope. Even someone as great as John the Baptist is asking a question. You go talk to Jesus. Is he the one? Is he who he says he is? I can imagine if that was just some guy that hadn't known the Lord very long. So, hey, you go over and ask Jesus, that's really it. But this is John the Baptist. So, you know why? I'm going to be honest with you. John was human. You know why? He's struggling. He's really saying, Lord, are you really who you say you are? Are you really doing what you are supposed to be doing, Lord? You know why? Because prison wasn't in his plans. He's saying, Jesus, if you're really the Messiah, why am I in here? I've served you. I've been faithful. Hey, look, see, this is not the way John, if he could talk to you, he's having all these doubts because here's what he's saying, Brother Don. This ain't the way I imagined it. Y'all ever been there? See, here's what happens many times, and we all do it. We all know. Many Christians, we live for God for years and years and years, and, and, and they, they've seen Him work. By the way, we've all seen Him work in power. I've seen Him work in power. I've seen Him do miraculous things in my life. I've seen Him do miraculous things in your life. I have seen Him do miraculous things in my family's life. I have seen Him do miraculous things in services. I have seen Him do miraculous things in, in, during the times of a funeral. I've seen him do it. 
I've seen him work in the power of people's lives right here in church, and they experience, we experience some glory days, and then we, we deal with the ups and the downs of life and the Christian life. But through the process of time, if we're not careful, things slow down spiritually. And then if we find ourselves in a valley, we find ourselves in a prison, we find ourselves in a place where we didn't really plan to be, I want you to know something. It, it kind of lends to your faith waning. See, the excitement can wane. The freshness fades. Their vision for God can diminish. And this is exactly what's happened to John the Baptist. And I know Christians, and I've been one of them, here's what we'll say all the time. Say, well, we've seen all that before. And you know, it just kind of becomes like second nature to us. But here's what happens if we're not careful in a prison, in a In a a valley, in a struggle, here's what seems to happen. We find ourselves on a downhill grade. And none of us are exempt. I don't care how spiritual you are. I don't care how spiritual I am. I don't think if you, I don't care how much you think you've got things under control. I don't care if you think you're prepared. I want you to know something. We understand sometimes the victories and the mountaintops of yesterday has been forgotten. And oh, how so easily we forget the mountaintops and the victories of yesterday. What happens through time in life? People let you down. Things happen. Maybe some people that started out well, they didn't finish well. I mean, things get on you. Things happen. And here's what happens. Here's what happens. Same thing happened to John. And by the way, this is John the Baptist he's talking about here. A man, no greater man born of a woman. John the Baptist, he's saying, Lord, are you really who you say you are? He's in prison, he's struggling, he's, he's struggling. And here's what he is, y'all ready? Here's what it is. He has become doubt-minded. Have y'all ever become doubt-minded? I've become doubt-minded. I, I'm going to confess something to you. I, I'm your pastor. I've been here be 14 years this week. We're celebrating it. And I want you to know something. There's been times often that I've been doubt-minded. That's what, exactly what John's doing here. Now, I don't know about you, but this is comforting to me. I'm not going to say it's an excuse, but it's comforting to me. You say, Pastor Mark, why is it comforting you? To know that a man of his stature and a man that is that solid and a man that is that spiritual, as great as the John, uh, John the Baptist was in a time of a tough circumstance, He got discouraged. He doubted. And that reminds me of somebody else that I'm normal and you're normal and John the Baptist is normal. I've just learned this. I'm not as spiritually abnormal for having these things as what we've always been told. If you've been saved long at all, let's just be honest about it. See, we think we're, we, we, gotta, we, we, we can't be honest. No, I'm struggling. That's what I'm doing. How are you doing tonight? Is that, is that bad? 
That's what John the Baptist said. He said, Lord, are you he? Are you him? Or do I look for another? I mean, you know what he did. He just gave it up. He gave it up when he did. This is John the Baptist. He just gave it up. You know what he just told the Lord? And the Lord already knew it. He told the Lord and those two disciples and everybody else was around Jesus. You know what they found out? They found out John the Baptist was struggling. And I'm telling you right now, I want you to know something. If you've been saved long at all, I'm going to be honest with you. You know that there's times in your life that you go through times of doubt. And you go through times of struggle. Let me just ask you this. Have we ever struggled and doubted God's love? Sure we have. What, what have you heard? Well, God, if you love me, then why did you let me go through this? That, that, that's, a, that's a moment or maybe a time period of, that we're doubting the Lord. And, and that's human. I've heard people say that. I'm going to be honest. There's been times in my life in my deepest of despair. I've said, Lord, do you really love me? It doesn't change the fact. Listen to me now. My doubts don't change the fact. Look at me. He loves me. He loves you. Whether you feel that He does or not, He loves you. He loved John. But here's the problem. John wasn't feeling it. Think about this. What about God's power? We doubt God's power. Here's some of the things it said. Why don't you fix this situation, Lord? You know what we're doing there? Say, so, Lord, do you not see this down here? Do you not know what's going on here? So what we do is we doubt the Lord. John the Baptist said, Lord, are you really Him? So we doubt the God's power sometimes. Hey, let me ask you this. This is what Brother Milford just prayed earlier. Do we believe, do we doubt God's justice? You know why? How, can the, how in the world can the Lord let those people get away with what they're getting away with? We doubt God just. What is God? Is God not just going to bring judgment? How in the world can our country keep going the way that it's going? Is God not alive? Is he not still on the throne? And what do we do? We doubt God's justice. Can I say this? I was speaking to someone earlier this week and they made a little bit of a statement that they was doubting that they could doubt their salvation a little bit. I don't know if there's a Christian ever alive that's never doubted their salvation. Can I just say this? You know why? Because we don't always feel saved. But you know what? Salvation's not a feeling, it's a promise. Just like I said here, I don't always maybe feel like God loves me, but it doesn't change the fact that He does. And I don't always feel saved, but it does not change the fact that He does. Probably about all believers have doubt, has had doubts sometime with their salvation. And I would just encourage you here, you need to nail that down. You need to nail your salvation down. You don't need to be worried about that, doubting that all of the time. You need to nail it down. There needs to be a day in your life, a moment in your life, that you nail that thing down. I did it as a 21-year-old man laying in a bed. I was sitting there. I was struggling with my life. I was in a mess, and I started doubting my salvation, and I just started talking about to the Lord, saying, Lord, I, I'm sinning this way, and I've asked you to forgive me of this sin, and I couldn't even remember all the sins. And I said, Lord, I'm just asking you to forgive me. I've done asked you to do that. And here's what I said to him. I said, if I die and go to hell, it's your fault. Because, Lord, I've done everything. I, I, all I can do is trust you as my Savior. And you know what? There was a peace that came over my heart that night. And I'm going to tell you right now, I nailed it down that night. Salvation is of the Lord. 
Nothing else I can do but trust Jesus Christ as my Savior. And by the way, if, if the Lord has, if he has a faulty salvation, then we're all going to die and go to hell because our only way is Jesus. We know he's the way, the truth, and the life. So complete faith in him. So think about it. All believers have doubts. And the doubts come when? When does the doubts come? When you're in prison or you're in a valley. That's where they came to, to John the Baptist. So let me ask you a question tonight. What's your prison? What's my prison? And by the way, we all have prisons. Is yours financial? Is yours physical sickness? Hey, could yours be a family issue? Could yours be a disappointment? Could yours be discouragement? Could yours be depression? Could yours be a marital conflict, marital trouble? Could yours be the elections? Let me say this. Some people's all depressed. The state of our country and how it's changed. What? Is our prison. They're as varied as the people that are here. And you fought. I've done all that I know to do. I've tried to be faithful. I've tried to serve you, Lord. I've, I've tithed. I, I know that I'm not perfect, Lord, but at least I'm trying. But what are you going to do, Lord? That's, that's what we ask him. That's what John the Baptist, Lord, are you really him? Art thou he? Or do we need to look for another? I mean, there's no more greater doubt than that. For John the Baptist, the man that baptized Jesus, actually go to him and say, are you really him? That's some serious doubts. Hey, that's a pretty dark prison. See, here's what happened. I believe John had doubts because Jesus had not lived up to the preconceived notion in John's mind of what he should be and what he should do. No doubt, Jesus didn't fit in the plan that John was in. Prison wasn't in his plan. That pain wasn't in his plan for his life. He started to doubt. And here's why. And church, this is the picture. This is the big picture. Here's why John didn't know the big picture. And I want to just say to y'all tonight, here's why I doubt. This is why I struggle. This is why you struggle because we we don't see the whole picture. We only see the pain. We only see the prison. We only see the hurt. We only see the sin. We only see the trouble, but we don't see the big picture. See, he didn't see the big picture. John had an incomplete revelation of who God is. He didn't understand that Jesus had come the first time to suffer and to bleed and to die for our sins and that the next time he would come to set up his kingdom. But John had doubts because he didn't have the big picture. And that's why we doubt. Lord, you know what you're doing? Lord, is this supposed to be in my life? Lord, was this supposed to be like, I wasn't planning on this, Lord. This wasn't supposed to be here at my stage. John said, hey, I've served you, i baptized you. Lord, are you sure you're who we're looking for? Or do we need to look for another? That was, God, that was John's concern. But can I show you the Lord's compassion? I love this. Look at verse 4. Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the dead hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Now I want you to notice how the Lord Jesus Christ responded to him. 
And his moment of doubts, when John was doubting, I want you to notice, you, th- this is comforting to me. Th- this is helpful to me. Notice what he didn't do. He didn't tell him how unspiritual he was. Come on now. Hit me. It's awful quiet in here. The Lord Jesus didn't say, here's how unspiritual you are. He didn't say that. He didn't look at him and say, this is how wrong you are. No, 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 no. Notice what the Lord said. You go and show John again those things which you do here and see. Just just go remind him. Just go remind him. It shows me that when I have doubts, here's what this shows me, Brother Don. God understands. He understood John. He didn't preach a sermon to him. He didn't make him feel like he was lowest of the low. He didn't, he didn't bring up all the things. Said, well, John, don't you know what you used to be and what you didn't you baptize me? No, he just said, no, wait a minute. You go back and you tell him. You go and show him and you go tell him. And here's what I think is beautiful here. He had tact and tenderness. God wish I had more of it. Wish I had more of it. Because I'm going to promise y'all this. People that's walked in my office two, three years ago, they certainly didn't get this. They probably didn't get the type and the tenderness that they should have. But this is, ty- this is tender. Look how tender he was. Here's why. Jesus is quoting Isaiah chapter 35. He's quoting it. In verse number 5, he's quoting Isaiah 35, which was written hundreds of years earlier. Look at verse 5. Here's what he said. He said, you go and tell him now what he's heard and seen. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the dead hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. See, here's exactly what he told him. He said, Jesus tells him to go back. You tell John these things. And here's what was amazing. The moment John heard that, he knew immediately he recognized these things as the very credentials of of the Messiah himself. What tact and what tenderness Jesus responded to a man that was struggling and in a prison. Now notice the tenderness. Look at verse 6. Look at verse 6. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. That word blessed means happy. Is the person who trusts me. That's what he means here. Who's trusting me. Not angry with me, does not doubt me, even when they don't understand. And by the way, we all need to get there. But I'm saying John didn't have the big picture, and most of the time, neither do we. You know what Jesus knew? Jesus knew he was struggling. Here's here's some of the questions that you'll ask. Why does cancer come and take one of my loved ones? I'm sure tonight, Miss Connie Harper, I can guarantee you with her husband Harper of all those years, I'm sure tonight she's asking the question, Lord, why did he have to go? Why did a car accident have to rob us of a loved one? Why did it have to be my son that had a stroke? Why did it have to be my dad that had a stroke? Why would it have to be my wife that had a stroke? 
Why has it got to be my wife that has leukemia? Why, with a nation in which we live in that was founded upon the principles of the Bible, is in a mess like it is today? Y'all want the simple question, and here's what we all need tonight, and this is what you came for. When you don't know why, just trust who? And I'm going to be honest with you, that's sometimes easier said than done. But when you don't know why, then trust the who. Simple faith. Simple faith believes that God is good even when it doesn't seem like it. Simple faith believes that he loves us even when we don't think he does. Simple faith tells us that he loves us unconditionally and would never hurt us. Simple faith remembers that we don't have the big picture. But I'm going to tell every one of y'all tonight this. One day, here after a while, we will stand before the Lord in heaven, and he's going to unfold our life, and we're going to see for the first time in its entirety the big picture. And you know what we're all going to say? Here, here we're going to have one of them moments. Oh, I understand that now. See, life is a puzzle. You know, I just being funny here. I, I honestly, I think I would rather drink castor oil than have to put a thousand piece puzzle together. Can somebody say amen? I'd rather walk to Walmart on my knees than try to put a thousand piece puzzle together. Do we have any people here tonight that you love putting puzzles together? That's awesome. But life's like a puzzle. And here's what we do. We look at those pieces. And we see the pieces. But y'all get this down. God sees the picture. And someday our loving Father will put it all together for us. Then and only then will we see the big picture. But until then, here's the lesson for tonight. And I need it. You need it. When we don't know the why, we've got to trust the who. We've got to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ even when we're in prison. And look, that's sometimes tough to do. But I'm commanding you, I'm encouraging you, I'm exhorting you. Keep your eyes on the Lord. John could no longer see him. And all he could see was the circumstances around him. But I want to just close with this tonight. When you don't know why, just trust the who. When things go wrong. I don't know about you, this has been very helpful to me. I'm not given an excuse, not given a pass. The Lord Jesus told him, look, you go back, you assure him that, yes, I am the Messiah. And when we get to places in life that we think, Lord, do you know what you're doing? This wasn't in my plans, God. Are you sure this is in your plan? 
He assures us. I got it. I've got the big picture. You trust me. When you don't understand the why, you trust the who. And I am so comforted the fact, number one, that someone like John the Baptist showed that it was revealed in God's word. Someone as a statue of him, as spiritual as him, was in a rough place and he was struggling and the Lord Jesus knew it. And the way he responded to him was tactful and tender. That's taught me something. Like I said, I'm not talking to anybody else here tonight. That has taught me something that I wish I would have learned several years ago. And I promise you this, I would have been more tender and tactful to people. And I still need it today. God help us. Are y'all like me? Old me convicted? When you don't know... The why, trust the who. Amen? Let's bow our heads and close our eyes tonight. I don't know about you. I needed this. What's your prison tonight? And we've all got them. And we might not be in one right now, but we've either come out of one or we're in one or we're getting ready to come into one. It just, it's just the way it is. There's, the circumstances of life change. What's your prison? What's maybe making you doubt the Lord tonight? What is going on in your life that you're just seeing the pieces and you've been reminded again tonight that you've got to quit just looking at the pieces and look at the, let, just trust the one that knows the picture. And just as our sign says out there, we've got to trust him even when it don't feel like it. When things change. When things go wrong, John the Baptist doubted, but oh, how the Lord Jesus helped him. He's helped us tonight as well. Let's stand to our feet and we'll close in prayer. God help all of us. If you're here tonight and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, He loves you. He died for you. He saved. He, he, he died on the cross to save you. And He raised from the dead to save you. And if you don't know Him as your personal Savior tonight, I pray you trust Him tonight. If you need help with that, you come and see us tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. I pray that you'll take this word, speak to our hearts. Lord, we all need it. Lord, it's a perfect example of no matter who you are, where you are in life. You can be in a prison. You can be in a place of struggle. And you're even doubting you. So, Lord, I pray you'll help us when our faith is weak, that you'll help us to trust the who and not the why. When we don't understand the why, we'll trust you. Help us now. Strengthen our faith tonight. We'll thank you for what you do. We ask it in Jesus' name and all God's people say it. Ladies, please sign up for the food in the back for this dear family. I know it's going to be a great blessing to them. It's going to be on a Saturday now so all of us can participate. You do your best at it. God bless. God bless.